Live. <laughs> I was what were you trying to do? I don't know. I was trying to figure out what I was going to come in with. But see, the great the great part is they can't live. they can't see this, but can't. you you went um, you went zombie. You were staring at uh, the screen for a good four or five seconds. You know, because I've been in deep prayer this morning. But you, yeah. But you're. I, I feel like. I, I feel like you're kind of. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I feel like you're. You're trying to to push me. <laughs> I you're, pushed last week. Yeah, you pushed last. Uh, yeah. I pushed oh last week. Goodness. The whole rabbit hole about trying to to find. If you didn't hear last week, it was one of the best traps I've ever set for Mike. <sighs> You know, I don't know if I'd call it a trap as much as I would. Just a rabbit hole. Oh, just a, yeah. well, just a know, detour. Yeah, and one of my old professors would have would have said before it even got started, land the plane. That was uh, <laughs> that was his favorite thing to say. He'd say whenever whenever somebody was preaching in uh, during our, our chapel time, he'd say, "Oh, that guy needs to land the plane." I we've, love that. We've been circling the <laughs> we've, t- we've been, been circling, circling the tower for quite a while here. He He's going to have to land, land that plane. He needs to finish up. He needs to just just let it go. I remember, like, then I forget what comedy show it was. They had a button and just wrap it up. It was just hit the button and just went wrap it up. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I remember. I remember being in uh, class. It was not. It was not TV. It was the class just before going on TV in college. And they, you, know, you were on TV in college? No, I went to the class before. <laughs> pay attention. You're the, you're the only guy in the room. How can you not pay attention to the only other uh, guy right, in the room? Let me grab my coffee. You can't see it, but I'm drinking a nice cup of joe this morning. Let Go me ahead. tell you right now. The bunker is, is on fire. Mm. The bunker's on fire. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm getting, I'm getting fired up now. Jay is. I don't want to talk about fire this week. No, we don't talk about fire this week. We, we had the fiery <laughs> furnace. And then your child had the yeah, fiery my, furnace. My, my oldest daughter decided to no, she didn't emulate the fiery furnace, but her part of her duplex that she lived in, the neighbor, left a candle out or something. Oh and that, dear! That side caught fire, and her side got water damage. And uh, Canapolis finest, hey, shot out. If you have any Canapolis firefighters, thanks guys. Did a great job getting the, the animals out. You know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna up it now. Among the 11 listeners, if, if one of you, you is a first responder for Canapolis, you know, we're grateful. Exactly. Thanks for being there. Um, they were really great, so we're glad she's safe. But, yeah, we're not talking about the fiery furnace or anything. In fact, this week, Summer Blockbuster Series rages on. Episode 7, we're doing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mike, which which guy is the best Spider-Man, in your opinion? Like, okay. there, there's been three, right? Oh, no. Well, there's there's been three in our time. There was also the guy who was one of the people from The, the Sound of Music. The TV show. No, no. No. From the movie Sound of Music. He was one of the younger kids that later on in like the 70s played Spider-Man on some sort of a made-for-TV movie version of Spider-Man. Yeah, it's, I, I, when I tell you it's eclectically way back in the way back, yeah, I don't know if you'll find it. But there was also on the electric company, they had some guy playing Spider-Man. So I've got quite a plethora of, Spider-Man, plethora of Spider-Man, Spider-Men that I can choose from. Spider-Folk. Spider-Folk. Spider folk that are. Well, and also there, there, there is the cartoon one that has is the multiverse, and it's all these different. Which Spider-Man. I, I must say, for me, Nick Cage, the black and white guy with a with some sort of a nineteen forties edge was my Spider Man. But okay, if we want to talk about ma- major well, motion the picture, major, the major three. Okay, so Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Mm-mm, no, Toby no, McGuire. Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. 
same then, person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the vibe. That's there. the problem. Yeah, They're yeah. you know the, the same round face and big eyes. I'm sorry. Um, and I can't. What's this? What's the what's the uh, English guy's name? Mm, I don't remember him. You have to look him up real quick. I should have these ready. And then of uh, course, then of course, Tom, Tom, Tom Holland, Tom Holland, who's a uh, a huge, a huge factor in my house of, of the only really according to my kids the only Spider Man. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah the only Spider Man. Everybody else was a a horrible reproduction. All right. Well, what Mike doesn't know, I have a little quick trivia. Garfield, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't was, make a real mark on well, it. Well, no. Was the amazing Spider Man. I think what you have to watch is. It's almost like he's delivering lines and his face is playing a different character at the same time. <laughs> That's when you know you're good. Yeah, if, if you've ever watched, there is no resting face for Andrew Garfield. His face is always like crinkling, mouth is always moving in these, what's supposed to be this, this really powerful emotional time. If you watch him, it's like his, his face is just, I'm working on another set over here, I'm going. You, you keep ah. delivering your lines, but I've got work that I'm doing over here. Well, today's questions are for the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Okay. So it's I a have short little s- quiz. I've seen, I, I've seen all of them, including the one with Mysterio, right? That's the last one. Yes. Okay. And that, I will not know any of the answers to this. Yes, you will. What destination do Peter and his class travel to first when they're on the school trip? This is so that's, that's D.C. Venice. Venice. We go to Venice. Oh, you're, oh. I, Spar- see, far well, from here's, home. The, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. earlier, the very first one, doesn't they go to D.C.? Isn't that what he, where he climbs up the... You're correct. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, that so was... here's, here's where we're going to have a real problem. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, outside of calling him Spider-Man, the names of his movie, are, I will are, never are, know right, who yeah, they I'll give you more general stuff. Ready? Okay. Right, here you, got, you only got a couple more of these. Who made the suit Peter Parker wore for most... Of the Tom Holland movies, who made the suit? Tony Stark. That's correct. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Very good. Very good. Very good. Okay. Very good. I was gonna say Louis Vuitton, but uh, that just didn't make any sense. Here's here's a general one. Who's okay. the Green Goblin's secret identity in the first Spider-Man movie? Osborn, right? Norman Osborn. Very yeah. good. Okay. Mike, very. You won. You know what you get? I get to sit I, here for the rest of the podcast with Jay. You get to have your voicemail uh, message recorded by me. <laughs> hey, are you calling Mike? He's not here right now. He can't come to the phone. He doesn't even want to talk to you. You better leave him alone. Well, anyway, so this week, Spider-Man is the one we're, we're, we're dealing with. Yes. Huge block. Anytime any Spider-Man movie comes out. It seems to be like that's a summer blockbuster. Sure. It's a sure bet. And that's why they made so many of them. <laughs> they like money in Hollywood, don't they? What we're going to do is we're going to reinvent him for the fifth time. <laughs> why? Because there's still money to be made. But here's, here's Let's the milk thing. this spider. This is, this is what gets me. And, and you know, I think, it's, I think it's across the entire, what would you say, the canon of mm. Spider-Man movies. The one line. What is the one line that comes up every single time in some way, shape, or form? With great power comes great responsibility. Sure. Yes. And, and we, we listen, we hear that, and we think to ourselves, all right, that makes sense. You know, if you, if you have access to or if you have a lot on your plate, 
that means you influence a lot of stuff that and you need to be responsible about how you influence stuff but do we ever do we ever put that to i guess uh, not measurable but do we ever put that out for somebody else to make sure we're doing what we say we're doing do we ever do we ever allow ourselves to be i don't want to use the word critiqued or criticized but certainly held accountable held accountable yeah and you know I did a I did a project on accountability and what I what I one of the main things that I learned is that people want to be accountable. They want to. Yeah. But it's something that you have to invest your time and be intentional about. Because otherwise you just won't, right? Right. You, you want it really bad, but if you are not intentional about trying to receive it, to give it you just won't. And I know that sounds like, well, yeah, duh. Yeah. If you don't do it, you won't do it. But but it's 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 such a weird tension to think we need it. We need it and we want it. But we also don't go after it. We don't seek it out. Right. Hmm. And and so when so when you watch any of these Spider-Man movies, now we know because after the very first one you see, you realize this great power comes great responsibilities is not Peter's growing into young adulthood. This is, this is Peter now all of a sudden can walk up a wall, can, can take criminals and tie them up and hang them from light posts and stuff like that. He's super strong. He's super fast. He has these spidey senses. That's, that's a great power that he has to decide whether he's going to use for good or for evil. And obviously Spider-Man's a good guy, so he uses it for good. But, but really, that translates for our life too. You know, with great yeah. power comes great responsibility. In fact, you know, the, there's a there's a text in Luke chapter 12 that talks about where where much was given, much was demanded, which is kind of like, kind of like the the put it through the put it through the God blender, and all yeah. of a sudden you come up with something that makes a lot more sense uh, from a biblical standpoint. That too much is. To whom much is given, much is demanded. In other words, when God blesses us with something, there is an expectation that it'll be used. There's an expectation that it'll be used for the right things. There's an expectation that it will be something that we engage in regularly, as opposed to, well, you know, I've got all these talents. I could play. I could play the piano. I can do all this stuff. But you know, I don't do any of it. I could, but I don't do any of it. You know. Right. And so it, it kind of also takes the takes the sound of of the the story of the talents as well you know we're but but thinking in terms of accountability god is watching us and you know nobody nobody really nobody really likes to go down that road we like the road where everything ends up being a happy ending and everything ends up being something really nice and syrupy sweet tied up in a beautiful bow but in truth you know we will be held accountable whether we whether we choose to find it while we're here on earth or not, right? Right. I think I broke, I think I broke Jay folks. You didn't, no, you didn't break me. I think sometimes, you know, um, and there's always that yin and yang of grace versus, versus being held accountable. Sure. Um, so yeah. I think that's true. And, and I don't know about you, but I know sometimes when I'm held accountable and I rise to the occasion of saying, Okay, I've been given very much. I need to do what I can with my gifts to yeah. affect the world for better. There's fruit in my life because of that, you know. 
Well, and, and I mean, it, it only makes sense if... Mangoes, mainly, because I like mangoes and strawberries. Uh, no, I'm talking about fruits of the spirit. Interrupting, interrupting the train of thought <laughs> to, to put on the fruit cart. Okay. But no, you're right. You're right. I mean... Um, well, I One think we think of accountability as this drudgery thing. Super like, negative. Oh, oh, it's super negative. It's I'm going to be negative. held accountable. Yep. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's going to check behind me. Well, really, every day of your life, every word that comes out of your mouth, every thought that you think, someone's checking behind you. And I don't mean, I don't mean that in an overlord, overbearing, you know, put on your brimstone shoes because it's cooking time again. You know, this is... This is just trying to put into perspective, this is a God who wants to have this kind of an intimate relationship with us, which means that he doesn't want something to come between us, which is why we're held accountable. Yeah. Because we're held accountable to stay away from the things that would drag us away from God. Well, and that's really it. It's, it's like sometimes I know, uh, you know, there's been periods in my life when I felt like I was just going to take control, do it my own way, and not worry about the constraints of what I mean, sure. I didn't say that out loud. Well, no, you wouldn't my, say that. Out loud. Right, right. <laughs> like, but there's times when we, when we don't do that, and we're like, oh, I'm just gonna. And and those are times when we're not. Maybe we could even equate it to being a holy accountability, a accountability that calls us to a higher, um, yeah, calling. No, I almost. think no, I think and, you're right. I think you're onto something. And, and yeah. keep keep talking because yeah. I, and I'll, so what I think is is, is that. There's a richness in being held accountable. It's not a drudgery thing. It's, I, I guess I equate it to, like, how good does it feel to meet someone's expectation of you? You know, whether you're... A positive one anyway, a, a right? Positive, <laughs> you're that just a, a flunky. That guy's a doofus. <laughs> you're a flunky. Well, then. <laughs> no, but to... Nailed to, it. Or to surprise someone with the way that you love them or for the way sure. that you give with sure. your gifts and take care of them. Right. I know that that feels really good if you get that nod, just not on Father's Day. <laughs> right. right. Oh, yeah. It's not no, a Hallmark no, card. You're right. You're right. If someone right. comes to you like, you know, I, yeah. there was a time in my life where you really, um, because we're accountable to God to be holy and to be in him, Christ-like. Right. And, and right. because of that, through that accountability, we can meet needs of people. Okay. Well, yeah, I, and I'm with you. Now, this is kind of just to kind of give people a perspective out there because I just pulled this one verse, verse 48 out there and said, for whom much is given, much is demanded. This Go with is the all, context, Mike. Give us the right, context. That's right. This is all coming on the heels of Jesus telling them a parable about being ready and, and talking about how, uh, how, how we can be, how servants, not we, I don't want to, okay, we're the servants in the parable, but okay, so how, how the servant can think, well, you know what, the master's been a long time before he's coming, What's to, what's to say I need to do anything now? I'll just, I'll, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like Mike when he knows that his wife's going to get home about 7.30 at 7 o'clock. I better she's, clean the kitchen. I, this, is, this is when I start <laughs> cleaning up, as opposed to cleaning as you go, where I could just be nice and easy going. But the, the whole point being, it's like, what, what do you expect, what do you expect to do when, when you know what you're supposed to be doing, you know, because the, so readiness Readiness is like an, another part of it, you know. It's like accountability keeps us. Oh, I don't know. I guess I guess I kind of think like think of it almost like a driving lane that we're supposed to be in as Christians. And and readiness, 
accountability keep us on that road. When when we're not ready, it's like it's like we've just kind of rolled off. Yeah, watch out for the ditch. The, yeah, off the feel, side yeah. of the road. Yeah. If, if we're not being held, if we're not holding and being held accountable, same thing. But if if we're if we're living our lives in a ready position, well, number one, I, I look at it just very simply from the simple standpoint of, I'm not dreading Christ coming back. Right. You know, if, if, kind your of life, about if your life is set in readiness, if your life is set in accountability. You're not, you're not dreading Christ coming back. You're not worried that when the master gets back, the house is going to be a, me- a mess. Uh, the things he's asked you to invest are, are not any better. You're, you're on top of that. That is your purpose. And even when things badly happen to you, if you're on that road and you're still going, you realize that no matter what, when that guy comes back, I'm ready for him. And I'm not ready to be... Uh, yelled at for not doing my job i'm ready to be welcomed in yeah and and so that's kind of the that was kind of the setup to the the idea of you know to whom much is given much is demanded is that if you're if you're not ready if you're not always in that ready position there's a great chance that you could tail away you could tail off off the path now that for me is like the traditional reading of that scripture right that's how that's how preachers focus on it. They focus on the fact that we've got to be ready, that we've got to be accountable, that we've got to have all this, but we would be skipping over an even, an even more important verse in that text from 42 to 48 where it says, when, when the master sees that what you are doing is what you were supposed to be doing, he puts you in charge of all of his possessions. Now, we were talking about this offline before we got started, yeah. and you know, our first thought is when we think about possessions, we think about material stuff. Yeah. We think about the, the things that we can hold in our hand tangibly. And we also know that God owns all that material stuff, right? This, that's not a valued possession of his. That is, that is, that is a, a, a necessary to, to economies of people. What is, what is his stuff? What is, what is his possessions that we talk, what do we talk about? What are the possessions that are important to God? Love. Yep. Grace. Yep. Mercy. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. All, all these things. And when, when we are on that road, when we are ready, when we are accountable, we are given access to more grace. We're given access to more mercy, more love. All and these kindness. things. Yeah, all that. Yeah, which we don't ever focus that part of it. We're always talking about the, the negative of being held accountable. But when we are accountable... We are more intimate. We are closer. We are in touch more with God than we could ever be. Forget the scripture, but it talks about being like-minded with Christ. And therefore, being like-minded, it is his perfect will for our lives, right? right? Yeah. I can't remember the scripture right now. See, I'm showing showing my cracks right now. I'm going to find it, though. (laughs) But There's a really nice scripture that talks about that. Um, And and also, through being accountable and, and get those things, you improve. It's like you draw closer. Yeah. And, you know, like last week, we realized that when we draw closer, the people around us often are, are drawn by the same things. So we become, and this is, this is where being accountable and holding others accountable is so important because we are also the people to help people back on the road yeah. that, have, that have rolled off, that have fallen in the ditch, however you want to phrase it. The point being... 
when we are close to God, we have those possessions that we can give. We have those things at our disposal. So I found the scripture I was talking about. This is Philippians 2. Yeah. Two, being, two right. through eight. Being of the same mind as Christ. And yeah, fill my joy by being like-minded and having right. the same love, being of one accord, one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Isn't that accountable? Yeah. That's, 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 that's exactly us being it. accountable and holding others accountable. And how, how beautiful. See, when you read it like that. Yeah, right? It's not a, it's not a sentence. No. You know, it's, it's actually, it's a It's, a it's not a look out. You know? <laughs> Look out. You're going to be loved more. Look out. <laughs> right. right. If you're not careful, he's going to be even more merciful with you. Watch out. No, I don't know. I, I guess when I, when, I, when I think about that, we always look at, we look at that text. We look at what Spider-Man's learning as always such a horrible, it's almost like, a, it's almost like someone took a 20-pound a weight and put it in his backpack and said, all right, just keep doing what you're doing now with 20 extra pounds well, on your back. Well, you know, also after he, you know, with great responsibility, with great um, power comes great responsibility, did he go, oh, man. Well, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to put the suit away. That's good enough. He, he, he's like, he was like, oh, I have special powers. Crap. Well, darn. You know, he... No, he was like, he rose, to, right, it was an rise, exaltation. Yes, yes, you rise to the occasion. And, and you see, so, you know, I guess that's the, the good part, the good part, I guess you could say, about, about Spider-Man kind of almost ripping, ripping Luke 12 here, is that Spider-Man the, rises to the occasion. He becomes that superhero. He has, he has a heart to do what's right. He has a heart to do what is going to better his situation and the situation of people around him. Do you call that accountability? Well, yeah, he's responsible for himself. He's accountable to, well, I mean, you know, we, again, we can't do a, a complete. So, no, what it is, what we're saying is Spider-Man is the most Christian superhero ever. Oh, dear. No. We're going to get letters. But, we're going to get letters for this. What I like about him, though, he's bumbling a little bit, too. And that, and yeah. so, so if we're paralleling the Christian walk with, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, accountability is it is a, it is a work. It is a work in progress. You know, it, as we move towards a closer relationship with God, obviously we're not going to get every single step right. But if but if at least we are on that path, at least we are in that direction, that is not a bad thing. And and you know maybe maybe this is maybe this will make people walk away either here listening to the podcast or on Sunday, thinking you know accountability is not an awful thing. It actually keeps us, uh, you know. I keep, I keep hearing, I keep hearing that that song. If we keep our eyes on Jesus, we can walk on water. If we, if we keep, ah, our, you know, audio what I'm saying? adrenaline, audio yeah, adrenaline. Right. But if we keep, if we keep focused on what the goal is, is to be pleasing to the Lord, uh, to 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 be found doing something with what what wonderful things we've been given, we'll be given more things. And and I don't say that to be burdensome. I say that to be it's almost like we're unlocking more intimacy with God each and every time we are held accountable and hold others accountable because that's what he wants. He doesn't want something between us. He doesn't want a, uh, a part of us to be attached to something else, and that's what accountability does. It, it sloughs off the things that don't belong. Hmm. Reminds me of a book I had to read one time, Jay, called Who Moved My Cheese? Who <laughs> Moved My Cheese? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's the wrong book. No, hold on. 
But that is a book. I did read that book. No, the book I'm thinking of is a book called Simple Church. Okay. And this, that's probably a lot, that's a lot less business and a lot more like, I think I read, I read that one for the bank, but I read Simple Church for, for church. And, and what it tries to, what it tries to do is it tries to move the desire of a church to doing, say, two, three things well and not trying to do a hundred things poorly. And that's, that's accountability. You know, you develop who you are and then you remain accountable to who you are. You don't, you don't go f away from your mission. You don't go away from your vision. You, you stay, you stay ever focused on that. And that, that translates well in life. That translates well in your Christian walk. If you, if you keep that focus, then you're, you're bound to, you're bound to get to the destination you're headed for, which yeah. is why we're all, you know, I, going. I had an uncle, great uncle pass away last week and it got me, we were all, my parents were in town and we were all sitting around sharing stories about him last night. Because it was so crazy. His, he suffered from dementia the last few years of his life. And we didn't see him much in, or at all, actually, because he lived in Texas. Um, but he didn't have a funeral. So we were just talking about his legacy. Sure. And we were sharing all these stories. He was a jokester, and he, he was always hilarious. And, like, one time um, he sent me a card, and I'll paraphrase what he said, from, from, my, from my graduation from high school. He said, sorry, I can't be there. Here's some, here's some money. Here's a check, as, as most people do in graduation right. season. And, and he said, buy yourself something cute. <laughs> like, he just had this. So we started talking about um, all these other family members. This was like a jumping point to be like, remember, remember this other person? Remember this uncle? Remember? And we were just talking all about it. And, uh, and, I, and I told my parents, I was like, you know, I told my brother one day, I'm like, we had this legacy of others that went on before us of these dudes that we loved in our family that were just bigger than life. Right. And they were Christian and they were good guys. I'm like, we got to be that now too. So, I, and I so from the grave, from the grave, from the yeah. grave, these people are holding you accountable. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, don't we want to be included with them? Right. Exactly. I want, Lord, I, I want to be in that number. I want to be in that same book that my uncle right. was yeah. in, you know, it's, not it's true. just that kind of thing. Like, true. um, it, it's just, you know, I go to the cloud of witness thing. Like, I think yeah. that's just so neat. Like, my grandpa that went on before me, who was a, played guitar and taught me. And, like, it's this life thing. And if you commit to being in that and being held accountable, you're not only your family, but your church family. Yeah. Like, maybe you've not been to church lately. Or maybe you've gotten out of... Out of the habit. Out, out of the of habit. The... Or... Out of the habit of your devotional life, or sure. maybe you're caught up in, in fear, or maybe you're caught up in, um, I don't know what you're going through, but maybe this is a time to say, hey, how can I reach out to somebody like, hey, I need to be held accountable so I can get those things that Mike and Jay were referencing that God right. wants to give me for my life. And I, and I guess if there was a takeaway for me is I don't want people to dread the idea of accountability. I no. really don't. I it, really don't, because what, it, what it's doing is not, it's not pointing out your failures. It's not, it's not trying to rake you over the coals it's trying to bring you in line with the lord and and there's th no other better place to there's be, let's no be better honest. place to be because then you face every other giant every other uh crisis everything knowing who's got it all yeah. already you know my my wife said a couple weeks ago and i think i might have even said this before and i was saying something i have a saying that i didn't know i have a saying like some bump in the road happens or some financial thing pops up or 
And I remember one time our HVC went out in our house, and we were at the time pretty low on funds. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's usually when it runs out, right? <laughs> that's exactly when it it can sense when you're low on yeah. funds. But she said, you know, it's like you always say, we prayerfully proceed. And I think that's just cool because I'm like, wow, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm realizing this morning as we talk about accountability that I really like accountability in my life. I like that I can be held accountable in my life to think in it's a godly gro- way. It's growing on me. It's growing on me. <laughs> it, listen, I mean, there's, there's it, yeah. areas where I don't mind being accountable, and then there's areas, you know, I, let, me, let me put it this way. I feel like on Sunday morning when we talk about this, I'm going to watch people kind of, their hands kind of tighten up, their faces are going to kind of frown out. Yeah, because it's not it, it's not a regular discussion for us. We love all the all the happy endings. We love all the good stuff. But sometimes to get to the good stuff, we've got to be on the road to that stuff. And accountability keeps us keeps us poised for that. And you know, again, I, I, I will not I will not forget to reiterate the fact that uh, it says that when we are when we are accountable like that. God will put us in charge of all of his possessions, all the things that he values, right? (laughs) But Mm -hmm. is it really a good morning? Ooh, we're going to talk about some stuff today. (laughs) But first, a Spider-Man clip, and then just keep keep it light from there on. (laughs) Well, I think this is a good place to give our challenge for the week. Yeah. Who are you accountable to? What ways can you be more accountable? Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. Mom, we just, yeah, just the, the whole, put the whole ball of wax in their lap and just what, say, what, good luck. Go good, do it. Go do good it. Good luck. Go do it. <laughs> well, have a great week. We hope to see you Sunday. And if you're not there Sunday, we'll hold you accountable. <laughs> That's rough. Have a great week. Much love. <laughs>